This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. You can start to smell fall and the approach of harvest in the air here. Maturity is changing fast. This crop now has any remaining water needs met with 5 to 7 inches here in this region over the past couple of weeks and has begun the process of restoring some soil moisture reserve for next year. Too bad yields have been mostly set and this rain was 30 days late to have added a lot more bushels. The crops are maturing quickly with change noted every couple of days. There are soybeans that have dropped a lot of leaves and other soybeans that are grass green. A few beans and light ground could get harvested late this week that will go directly to the crushers. They've broken the soybean basis here to 3500 for immediate delivery compared to 5500 thereafter. There is not much of an early harvest premium here for soybeans. As noted, our soybeans go to crushers. We are too far away from the Mississippi River for export and not connected to the Pacific Northwest export route either. I would expect a better basis in the Dakotas this year from a combination of short crops and strong demand from the Pacific Northwest ports they connect to by railroad. Given the tight carryover and somewhat short crop last year, I expected that soybean crushers here would be chasing after soybeans in this region to bridge the gap between old and new crop, and that did not happen. This region lies geographically in a gap between export demand flowing to the Gulf and the Pacific Northwest. The corn carryover, on the other hand, was never portrayed as being as tight as soybeans, but basis here has told a different story. We continue to have the best corn basis here in the state. Corn basis here reached a record $1.15 over Chicago, which we captured with our last cash sales. We have strong livestock feed demand, and the corn basis at the closest feed mill is still $0.65 over, compared to $0.50 over at the ethanol plant. The ethanol plant also gives some additional moisture allowance. There should be some early corn harvest on light ground here this week. The ethanol plant is bidding 30 over through the end of the month, which farmers should capture if they can with some early harvest. We have advised taking advantage of the positive early harvest basis with cash sales where possible and re-own refutures. Otherwise, we'll bend crops. This region normally imports corn from the Dakotas, and their corn should be going northwest to export. The top end came off our corn yield again this year, but our soybeans may be better than a year ago. There will be little to no harvest data yet for the September crop report on Friday. There will be a lot of harvest done by the end of the month, however, so that there should be a significant amount of harvest data available to USDA for the October crop report. One significant change reported by USDA for the September report Friday is that they claim that they can make the acreage adjustment that they typically make in the October report earlier in this one. The trade is convinced that USDA will increase the number of planted acres of corn by approximately 600,000 acres due to early planting. They expected that in the June report too, but it did not materialize. We expected any increase in planted acres would be neutralized by a decrease in harvested acres from the drought in the western corn belt, as acres were lost and a higher number of acres of silage were cut as salvage. Acres cut for silage are deducted from those harvested for grain. The hay shortage would be mitigated in part by more silage. In general, the trade is looking for negative numbers compared to previous reports. 
I continue to be disappointed by the lack of connection between the Chicago Board of Trade futures and the cash markets. Cash markets have outperformed futures. Some analysts recently appeared to think that cash interests were bidding off August futures after August expired, or had shifted bids to being based off September futures, when end-users here had already shifted bids to new crop November soybeans and December corn. If these analysts actually had to do any cash marketing, they would see the flaws in their advice. Spot futures trade is actually pretty worthless to the underlying markets, with physical price discovery being offset by the power of the money flow. There are insider games being played by only a few, which is why end-users move on to more distant contracts upon which to offer bids. I think that the Chicago Board of Trade should eliminate the delivery-based contracts as they mean nothing to my market, which is why basis levels got so extreme. I am in favor of cash-settled contracts that you never have to liquidate, favoring settlement against an index of cash bids. The cash should be driving futures instead of the other way around. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 